Amen. All right. Thank you so much. Let's turn the word of God to Galatians chapter two. Galatians chapter two. Let's turn over there. Of course, we uh, last couple of weeks we looked at Galatians chapter one and uh, focused a little bit on the content of the gospel, the content of the gospel and the intent of the gospel. Right. We mentioned that the right people need to know the content. And of course, we want that's what we want to get to sinners. We want to understand the content of the gospel and we want to pass that content on to lost people. Then after people get saved, people need to understand, believers need to understand the intent of the gospel. Amen. <laughs> what was this uh, saving us all about? Amen. So, and of course, we know Galatians is a lot about uh, understanding that through understanding law and grace, law and grace. So let's look at uh, Galatians chapter uh, 2 and we'll read the chapter together. Galatians chapter 2, beginning in verse 21, says... Then, 14 years after, I went up to Jerusalem with Barnabas and took Titus with me also. And I went up by revelation and communicated unto them that gospel which I preached among the Gentiles, but privately to them which were of reputation, lest by any means I should run or had run in vain. Verse 3, But neither Titus, who was with me being a Greek, was compelled to be circumcised, and that because the false brethren unawares brought in, who came in privily to spy out our liberty which we have in Christ Jesus, that they might bring us into bondage, to whom we gave place by subjection, no, not for an hour, that the truth of the gospel might continue with you. But of these who seem to be somewhat, whatsoever they were, it maketh no matter to me, God accepteth no man's person, for they who seem to be somewhat in conference added nothing to me. But contrarywise, when they saw that the gospel of the uncircumcision was committed unto me, as the gospel of the circumcision was unto Peter, for he that wrought effectually in Peter to the apostleship of the circumcision, the same was mighty in me toward the Gentiles. And when James, Cephas, and John, who seemed to be pillars, perceived the grace that was given unto me, they gave to me and Barnabas the right hands of fellowship, that we should go unto the heathen and they into the circumcision." Only they would that we should remember the poor, the same which I also was forward to do. But when Peter was come to Antioch, I withstood him to the face, because he was to be blamed. For before that certain came from James, he did eat with the Gentiles. But when they were come, he withdrew and separated himself, fearing them which were of the circumcision. And the other Jews dissembled likewise with him, insomuch that Barnabas also was carried away with their dissimulation. But when I saw that they walked not uprightly according to the truth of the gospel, I said unto Peter before them all, If thou, being a Jew, livest after the manner of Gentiles, and not as do the Jews, why compellest thou the Gentiles to live as do the Jews? We who are Jews by nature and not sinners of the Gentiles, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Jesus Christ that we might be justified by the faith of Christ and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. But if, while we seek to be justified by Christ, we ourselves also are found sinners, is therefore Christ the minister of sin? God forbid. For if I build again the things which I destroyed, I make myself a transgressor. For I through the law am dead to the law, that I might live unto God. Verse 20, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Verse 21, I do not frustrate the grace of God, for if righteousness come by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. 
Let's pray again together, please. Again, Father, Lord, we just praise you, worship you. And Lord, we just thank you, Lord, that, uh, Lord, we have the privilege of knowing you, of being able to say, uh, cry out, Abba, Father, through the Spirit of God, and say that Jesus Christ is my personal Savior, and know that we're uh, indwelt and sealed by the Holy Spirit of God. What a wonderful thing that the triune God is active in our life. Lord, I thank you for each one that's here tonight. Lord, I pray you'd bless them, each one that's listening tonight. Lord, I pray you'd uh, just to work in all of our hearts and teach us. Lord, help us to be faithful students of the Word of God. Lord, we pray for those that are traveling. We think of the Baruchs as they're traveling. Lord, we pray, uh, dear God, for uh, Priscilla's uh, uh, family as they'll be traveling back to Pennsylvania. Watch over them. And uh, Lord, if somebody by chance is here listening tonight that's not saved, God, that you would work in that heart as well. So Lord, help us again to love you, to love the Word of God, and to love one another. In Jesus' name, amen. So uh, again, a lot in this book is talks about uh, uh, declaring the gospel and defending the gospel. But of course, uh, the thought here as we looked in chapter 1 about those uh, Judaizers, right, that tried to uh, get people back under the law. And so, you know, those are people that came from without. So we know that we need to uh, declare and defend. We need to defend the gospel to those uh, against those that would come from without. But in this chapter, we also see you got to defend the gospel even from within. Amen. Even when uh, even when preachers mess up. Amen. <laughs> even when other believers mess up, you got to defend the gospel, uh, even not just without the church, but also within the church. And uh, uh, Peter, uh, uh, Paul mentions some things here. And uh, I think when he talks about his interactions with uh, uh, Peter and them, I think a lot of this chapter has reference to what took place in Acts 15. If you remember uh, what happened there where uh, there were some uh, uh, questions about, you know, what the Gentiles do, had to do and what the Jews had to do. So they said, hey, uh, 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 let us go up to Jerusalem. Let me just read a couple of verses from Acts 15. It says, Acts 15, 1 says this, And certain men which came down from Judea taught the brethren and said, Except you be circumcised after the manner of Moses, you cannot be saved. So that's really a lot of what he's dealing with right here in Galatians. And verse 2 says of Acts 15, When therefore Paul and Barnabas had no small dissension and disputation with them, Right, so here he's, he, he's defending the gospel against those Judaizers there, then we see later he ends up having defended against even Peter. But he says uh, they determined that Paul and Barnabas and certain other of them should go up to Jerusalem under the apostles and elders about this question. And so uh, and he I think he mentioned some of that in here. But, you know, uh, the Bible says in Proverbs 21, 25, the fear of man bringeth a snare. But whoso put in his trust in the Lord shall be safe. And so, you know, we shouldn't be afraid to, to stand against man that would come from the outside, but also within the church when it's right to uh, stand against uh, people, we shouldn't be uh, afraid to do it. And so uh, we need to remember, remember that. So again, uh, uh, Galatians uh, 2 verses 1 and 2 say this, Then 14 years after, again, I went up to Jerusalem, he mentions this, with Barnabas and took Titus with me also, and I went up by revelation. And communicated unto them the gospel which I preached among the Gentiles. He said, listen, hey, this is what I believe the gospel is. And this is what I told the Gentiles. 
But privately, notice that statement, but privately to them were for reputation, lest by any means I should run or had run in vain. So notice that statement, but privately uh, to them which were of reputation. You know, uh, uh, Matthew 10, 16 tells us uh, to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. You know, uh, uh, of course, he went in up to those and uh, some of the leaders uh, of, of the church, but he just didn't come uh, busting through the door. Amen. And, you know, uh, of course, the Bible teaches us to be bold with the gospel, but that doesn't mean you always have to have an in-your-face attitude in getting out the gospel. Now, sometimes you need to be that way. I mean, sometimes, hey, I've had to be that way, and I was that way. But a lot of times in, in, in dealing with people, you know, the focus is to get them the gospel. Or if you're dealing with something contentious among believers, right, it's, uh, uh, you know, uh, ask God's wisdom uh, and uh, discernment. And if you have to go and uh, deal with somebody about something, Pray and ask God to go before you. I think of recently, within the last couple months, uh, some things that uh, I had to deal with. I thought, man, I'm going to have to go talk, uh, talk to this person about this or that. And man, I, I, I prayed and uh, had people pray with me. And then when I went to uh, talk to individuals about some things, it just seemed like the Lord went before us. And uh, everything went a lot smoother uh, than we, we thought it was going to. And so that's the way we want things to go when dealing with again, when dealing with important issues or sensitive issues or even when witnessing to certain people, it's good to have wisdom and spiritual discernment and how to handle such matters. And you see that even in the Gospels uh, uh, when they when they uh, 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 went and talked to some people. And then he goes on to say how he brought Titus with him. And he says, but neither Titus, who was with me, being a Greek, was compelled to be circumcised. And also notice uh, verse four. Some people saw that Titus was a Gentile and they told him that he needed to be circumcised. It says in verse four, and that because of false brethren unawares brought in who came in privily. Notice uh, verse four. Let me start this verse again. And that, why, why did they do that? That because of false brethren, notice this statement, unawares brought in who came in privily, right, snuck in, why? To spy out our liberty, which we have in Christ Jesus, that they might bring us into bondage. Boy, people love to lord over one another, don't they? Even, even preachers are warned, right, not to lord over, over the flock, you know. Uh, uh, you know, some people get a position, man, they just think they're, they're the stuff. You ever go in a store like that, you know, uh, somebody's a supervisor or something, so all of a sudden they, you know, they think they, uh, they, they own the place and they don't know how to uh, deal with people. But that statement says, was compelled to. You see, they wanted to try to get Titus to conform. And we certainly have those that make the effort to compel others to conform to their pet peeves. Boy, you see that even among independent Baptists, right? People trying to get others to conform uh, uh, to whatever their pet peeve might be uh, uh, concerning a standard or concerning uh, uh, some certain thing in, in the Bible, right? And they think everybody uh, needs to, uh, uh, to, to be like them. Listen, you, I don't need to be like you. You don't need to be like them, but we all need to read the book and be like Jesus. Amen. That's who we need to be like. And so you see the one group in verse three, those that, you know, uh, were coming in and trying to compel people and make them uh, conform to what they thought uh, uh, was the right thing. And then it says they came out to spy out our liberty in Christ Jesus. Right. And uh, this is the, you know, uh, th th this statement, our liberty in Christ Jesus. 
You know what? I, I found that this statement is the go-to line for dropping all standards and everything in the church. You know, I've heard people use that. Well, you know, we're, we're under grace and, you know, we're our liberty in Christ Jesus. And boy, a lot of times people use that phrase and they completely go uh, the other way uh, on things. And uh, just as a side note, I see a lot of times the tug of war in churches or among churches and believers is somewhere between verse three and four, right? Uh, uh, those that uh, over push compelling people uh, uh, to do certain things. And then those who talk about our liberty in Christ and go way out this way. You know, and usually there's a tug of war, right, between, you know, uh, 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 you know how we're going to uh, push our standards on people and then how much we're not going to have standards and we have liberty in Christ. You know, uh, those that want to go overboard, again, on compelling those that want to go, uh, 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 and then those that want to go overboard on their liberty in Christ Jesus. You know, I've seen both sides brag about their stance and be arrogant about it. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, people, you know, about, uh, I, I remember going, going into a church that used to be a strong church, and now, man, they've just completely gone the other way on stuff. And, and talking to one of the, the, the main men in that church, and, you know, and, and uh, he was just sort of, you know, uh, so glad how the church is trained, and they had such liberty and, and, and grace now, and uh, maybe want to go outside and throw up personally. That's just what I thought about it, just being honest with you. And then, you know, but then you go into other churches where, you know, you walk in, you know, and they about got a ruler and then, you know, they're, they got the actually and they're checking you out, you know, uh, the other way. Listen, not only is, is our liberty in Christ misused, but the term on the other hand, legalism is misused. I think it's more Phariseeism than legalism uh, uh, when we talk about those things. But listen, just because someone has a standard doesn't mean they're a legalist or a Pharisee because they have a standard. You know, it's still, uh, the Bible does have standards in areas of our life, and it's still good to have biblical standards. Maybe not when uh, 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 man uh, steps the boundaries of even God's standards, but the Bible does have standards uh, in, in, in things. So I think legalism is a misused word as well. Again, just because someone, again, has standards doesn't mean that they're legalist or Pharisee. And then just because someone doesn't have your standard doesn't mean they're a liberal. Right. Just because somebody doesn't have your particular standard doesn't mean uh, uh, they're a liberal. And just because somebody has a standard doesn't mean they're a legalist or a Pharisee. Right. Uh, we got to we, we, we got to, you know, keep the balance. Right. And this is the uh, make sure we're staying with uh, the word of God and then understanding and then being honest uh, and understanding, hey, what the Bible teaches. And then maybe uh, some things to you uh, uh, that are uh, a preference. You know, I tried to balance that. I think the Bible teaches uh, uh, standards on certain things. And then I know certain things that uh, uh, I think I have I have as a have as a preference. And uh, I don't mind saying, well, do I have to do people say, well, do I have to? I said, well, yeah, I think it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing to do. But I understand, you know, why I think that's a preference and why that's a better way to think things. And I uh, hopefully understand uh, uh, the difference. So we need to know that we do have liberty in Christ. Amen. I'm glad that we have liberty in Christ and freedom as believers. But again, only within the confines of God's precepts and principles. It's sort of like the saying, right? Uh, you have the freedom. You're, you're right. You're right to throw your fist ends where my nose begins. 
You ever heard that statement, right? You're right to throw your fist ends where my nose begins, right? And, and, and you're right to have liberty in Christ, if you will, ends where the Bible, <laughs> where the Bible uh, ends, where the, uh, what the Bible says about those things. You see, now the law is still good as a standard. You know, when we look at the law and we say, uh, you know what, the, Bible, we, the Ten Commandments, and there's much more than those, those are still God's standard. And they're still a good standard. Right. God's laws are still a good standard. There's nothing wrong with looking at those things, some of those things as a, as far as God's standard. But just because they're still a good standard does not make them still a good system. <laughs> if you know what I'm saying, say they wanted that to be part of the system. They wanted Moses's law to still be part of the system. Right. Not just his standard about certain things, about the way you treat your mom and dad and, and loving your brother, but going beyond uh, those things like Jesus got onto the Pharisees about how they put all those weights on other people, but then wouldn't lift their finger. Amen. And I've seen Baptist preachers like uh, like that, too. Right. And so we need to realize that God still has a high standard and even things that we see there. But that is not God's system anymore. God's system anymore. And so that's why it's so important to be a faithful student of the Word of God so you understand the difference about, yes, there's liberty in Christ, but amen, uh, God still has a, a, a line that He doesn't want you to cross in certain things. And so to remember those things. And notice what it says about these people. And that because a false brother, and notice that statement, unawares brought in. But when I thought about that statement, unawares brought in. In other words, people at first didn't recognize these false brethren and didn't recognize when they snuck in. And boy, when I, when I read that, I thought about this. That is why we have to guard our membership as a church, right? There's a good example of why you need to guard your membership as a church, we certainly want to give everybody that walks in this door, we certainly want to give a friendly greeting. Man, hey, we're glad for everybody that walks in that door. So everybody that walks in that door, we want to give them a friendly greeting. We also want to give them the benefit of the doubt and let them know, hey, uh, uh, we want to be a blessing to you. We want to help you any way we can. But that doesn't necessarily mean that we want everybody that walks in that door to be a church member. <laughs> Hey, sure, we want the, of course we want the church to grow. We wish the church was packed out every time that it opens the door. But that doesn't mean we're going we're gonna to lower our standards to get church members. That doesn't mean we're going to compromise to get church members. That means we're not going to, that doesn't mean we're going to enjoy our liberty in Christ, amen, and allow things that we shouldn't allow into the church to get church members. Right. Because, hey, we want church members, but we want church members. Amen. That have a desire to line up with the word of God and, and serve uh, their Lord faithfully through the local church. And, of course, making sure they're saved. That's why it is important to have doctrinal statements. That's why it is important to have a statement of faith. That's why it is important to make it where you stand on certain things and to write them down. And to have people read it before they're considered for church membership. You know, somebody comes and says, maybe they visit for a while and man, they just seem like they're, they're a blessing and they think uh, we're a blessing and those things. They say, man, I'd like to know about joining church. Well, you know, what's the first thing you do? I go back there and I get them a copy of the book with, uh, uh, you know, uh, our doctrinal statement, our statement of faith and uh, our, our stance on other things. And I say, well, I'll tell you what, uh, read this. 
You got any questions? Let me know. And sometimes I have people read it and they, you know, they, they, they never come back. And sometimes I have people read it and then they come and ask questions and I answer their questions. Now, I do say this, you know, I've had some people and they ask me about things. They say, well, I've never heard that before or this or that. I say, well, listen, I don't I don't think everybody when they join necessarily has to line up with every, you know, I dotted and T crossed. Because you got to give people a chance to grow and to learn. And maybe they don't know those things. But having said that, they need to understand, right, as we're trying to show grace to them to learn and, and grow in their Christian walk, that this is where our church stands on this thing. And if you want to be a, a faithful member or you ever want to do anything in the church, teach us, whatever, that you, by, by, you know, to do those things, you, maybe not to join, but to do those things, you do have to agree with these things. And you do have to understand these things, right? And, and, and have an understanding with them. And so you need to know this is where our church stands on these things. This is why the church stands on these things. And you know what? We don't plan on changing. Amen. We, 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 hopefully we've thought this thing through. And we, by this point, we understand why we've chosen our, uh, we've chosen our stance uh, uh, on the King James Bible or why we've chosen our stance uh, on other things. And so we're glad to explain those things to you and we don't uh, and why we uh, stick with the music that we use and all those things. And we don't plan on, on changing that or anything like that. And so we want to make it clear to you. And uh, if, if, if you uh, understand that, amen, and uh, uh, we still want we'll be glad to have you as, as a member. But in other words, but we got to be guard because people will try to sneak in and that happens all the time. And that, that can still happen. But we want to be as cautious and prayerful as we can. That's why when when people come and we see people, hey, we need to start praying for those people. Amen. And Lord, if you would lead them here and then give us wisdom, you know, about those things. But we see here that people were brought in uh, uh, unawares and they, they try to sneak in and people and people still do things uh, 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 like that that. And so we need to ask God to guard us and guard our church. Lord, grow our church, but grow our church, amen, with the people uh, that you would bring to us of like faith, like spirit, and, uh, and, and those things. And I, I like this verse 5, it says, to whom we gave place by subjection? No, not for an hour, amen. Hey, listen, we try to be as gracious as we can with people, but boy, when we, when we see people uh, going the wrong, thing, the wrong way or trying to slip in the wrong thing, hey, we, need to, we, need, we don't need to be ashamed to take a strong stand uh, and stand up, against, uh, stand up against those things, not for an hour, right? We these, you know, old Barney Fies philosophy, amen, when we see those things, nip it in the bud, right? Just nip it in the, nip it in the bud. And I like what he says here, but of these who seem to be somewhat... Right. Uh, uh, earlier, it says those of reputation. In verse six, it uses the term those to be somewhat whatsoever they were. I like what Paul's here. It maketh no matter to me. God accepteth no man's person for they who seem to be somewhat, you know, in conference added nothing to me. Amen. He said, listen, uh, I guess they, they thought they were something, but they didn't they didn't uh, they didn't do much for me. You know, listen, we shouldn't we shouldn't be prideful. Right. We want to have a humble spirit. We want to have a right spirit, but we should also not be a pushover and easily intimidated. You know, a lot of times people think, you know, because uh, uh, Christians try to be gracious and love people and help, you know, uh, that, we're, that we're weak, that we're easily in, in, uh, in, in, intimidated. 
No, listen, uh, you don't have to be prideful and arrogant and whatever uh, uh, to, not be, to not be a pushover. You know, uh, I try to be gracious with people, but then when I see people, uh, you know, get in my face, I have people get in my face and try and cuss, and they think, oh, I just tell them, listen, <laughs> listen, friend, I'm just telling you right now, you're not going to intimidate me. Nothing you're going to do is going to whatever. So, you know, let's just all come down, you know, and, uh, and uh, deal, deal with this thing. But uh, uh, listen, we need to ask God to protect us from being prideful. But on the other hand, we need to be willing to be bold and not be a pushover and easily intimidated. And certainly Paul was not that. He was definitely gracious with people. No doubt he wept over people. No doubt he prayed much for people and he would go out of his way. I mean, he'd, he, he'd preach all day as we saw over there in Acts 20. He'd preach all day to people. Then he'd stay up all night talking to them and encourage them. Amen. And so he loved people, but also when he had to take that stand for what was right, whether it was outside the church or inside the church, like we see here, he was willing to do it. And we want to have that same type of spirit. He goes on to say in verse, uh, uh, in verse 7, But contrarywise, when they saw that the gospel of the uncircumcision was committed unto me, right? The uncircumcision, of course, is the Gentiles. As, was, as uh, uh, was committed unto me, as the gospel of circumcision, of course, talking about the Jews, was unto Peter. Now notice verse 8. For he that wrought effectually in Peter. Look at that statement. For he that wrought effectually in Peter. Well, we know that was the Lord Jesus Christ. Look at this. The same was mighty in me toward the Gentiles. Verse 9, and when James, Cephas, and John, who seemed to be pillars, perceived the grace that was given unto me, they gave to me and Barnabas the right hands of fellowship, that we should go into the heathen and they unto the circumcision. Boy, a lot in these two verses, but I like that, where it says, the same was mighty in me. And when they saw the grace that was given in to me. Boy, that's a wonderful thing. It is the same person that calls us and equips us. We might all have different offices. Right. They had different offices. One was to the uh, Gentiles. One was to the Jews. They might have different responsibilities. We might have different responsibilities. We might go to different places. God might call us to different places. But thank God. Amen. We need the calling power and guidance of the same person. Amen. Uh, thank God. Amen. It says the same one, the same one that called Peter, the same one that called James. The same one that called uh, 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 John is the same one that called Paul. The same one that equipped uh, Peter, James, and John is the same one that equipped Paul. And Paul understood that. He said in 1 Timothy 1.12, And I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who hath enabled me. Amen. Hey, listen, the only reason I'm able to do, I'm nothing, but he enabled me. And that word enabled means to instill, amen, <laughs> with what's necessary to accomplish the mission. I love that meaning, to instill with what's necessary to accomplish the mission. He said, God called me into the ministry, and then he instilled in me what I needed to accomplish the ministry that he has called me to. And he says here, hey, the same one that called and enabled uh, uh, James C who's Peter, and John is the same one that called and has enabled me. Amen. Uh, we're come, as I guess the old says that we are cut from the same cloth, if you will. Amen. That put us into the ministry. And what a wonderful thought that is. Now, again, notice, uh, uh, and it's very important to notice this, 
Again, verse 9, when James, Cephas, and John, who seemed to be pillars, perceived the grace that was given to me, they gave to me and Barnabas the right hands of fellowship, again, that we should go into the heathen and they unto the circumcision. And so, listen, they, they all had specific callings upon their life. And that's, again, that's important to note because I know preachers that, you know, don't believe that people are called to specific, specific places. And I've heard people say, well, I don't know people that say they're called to this group or they're called to that group. Well, I don't know. It's pretty clear in the Bible, amen, that Paul was called to a specific people and uh, James, Cephas, and John were called to specific people. So I believe not only to a specific calling to the ministry, but it's clear, amen, that God can lead people to a specific uh, people group, if you will, uh, in, 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 in the ministry. And of course, again, it's important to understand this, as we've mentioned before, that James, Cephas, and John, again, Cephas being Peter and John, were to the Jews. And again, we understand that. That, that helps us when we look at the way the books of the Bible are written in the New Testament. Again, that's why James, Peter, and John are after Hebrews. I believe that because uh, once, you, once the church is raptured, amen, the focus is on the Jews. We've mentioned that before. That's why you got at the end of that, that type or picture of it in the Bible, you have the book of Hebrews. And then I, I believe that's why James, Peter, and John are after Hebrews uh, in the New Testament because you see that, that picture there. Uh, and and uh, so I, I just think that's a, that's a wonderful, that's a wonderful thought. All right, we'll, uh, we'll not be able to finish tonight, but we'll go ahead and read verses 11 through 13. But when Peter was come to Antioch, so I believe that uh, the, these first few parts we're talking about when uh, Paul went up to Jerusalem, right? He went to, the, which is mostly a Jewish church there in Jerusalem. And then, of course, Antioch, I think, was maybe the, one of the first or the first main Gentile church. And you remember that's where uh, Paul and then more in Acts 13, they were the church at Antioch when God called them out uh, to go on those mission trips. And so Peter came down to the church at Antioch. He said, but Peter was come to Antioch. Look at this. I withstood him to the face because he was to be blamed. He was the leader. He should have set the example of what happened here. For before that certain came from James, I guess James came later. Uh, many uh, believe James was the uh, pastor of the church there uh, in Jerusalem. He did eat with the Gentiles. He did eat with the Gentiles. But when they were come, he withdrew and separated himself, fearing them which were of the circumcision. And the other Jews dissembled likewise with him, insomuch that Barnabas also was carried away, look at this, with their dissimulation. Boy, uh, 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 thank the Lord, amen, that he not only puts the successes, I'm glad the Lord put this in here, because I, and I'm glad that Lord not only puts the successes of his servants in the Bible, but he also put their sins in, like we see uh, in the Old Testament, a lot of those prophets' sins. But he also puts their silliness and their slip-ups, <laughs> like we see here with Peter right now. To remind us, as it says about Elijah and James, that they were men of like passions as we are. And that they didn't always act and react the right way. I've said it many times, what's harder than acting like a Christian? Reacting like a Christian. And right here, they didn't react the right way uh, to this situation, right? And so, uh, 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 but you know, I mean, I'm not happy that it happened, but I'm just glad the Lord recorded it to that. Hey, listen, even the best of men, even the best of men can have contentions like Paul and Barnabas had. 
And even the best of men, even uh, people we might look to as leaders, amen, uh, in our life as men of God, that listen, uh, uh, maybe they may not fall into some, you know, great sin out there, but they can mess up and dealing even uh, with a situation. They can make a wrong decision even within the church, how they deal with something. And so that's why I often said or say, amen, give grace to your leaders and fellow believers, amen, to be human because, amen, uh, like I say it all the time, we know how to be stupid. I'm just as apt to mess up or do something uh, 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 stupid or make a bad decision as well. And so you, you got to give grace for that. And that word dissimulation literally means hypocrisy. He said, hey, Peter was being a hypocrite right here. And he pointed him out. You know, often today we see people focus on saying things more that, that to please people and not on the things that are true and should be said. You know, a lot of times people are scared to stand in the pulpit and stand against sin and stand for what's right, right? They're more worried about pleasing people. And even Peter fell into this right now. His actions, right? He was trying to appease uh, uh, James and his group that came in. And so what did, what did Paul do? But when I saw that, they walk not uprightly according to the truth of the gospel. He said, I knew this wasn't right according to the word of God. He said, here he is down in Antioch doing exactly what we'd already discussed when we were up in Jerusalem. Hey, we talked about this up in Jerusalem, that this is the way that they were all the same. Everybody gets saved the same way and everybody's supposed to serve the Lord the same way. And then they turn around and do this after we had just talked about this. So there was a direct denunciation by Paul. You see, because what they acted publicly, so he dealt with it publicly. The Bible talks, hey, if somebody does something privately and you find about it, go maybe deal with it privately. But if they do it publicly and make a scene, then you're going to have to sometimes deal with it publicly. Because remember, uh, 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 thank God for Peter and James and all them. But again, this shows us our first loyalty is not to a person. Our first loyalty is the truth. Again, that doesn't mean we, 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 we slam people or, or try to embarrass them. But if something needs to be dealt with, we dealt with it. But our first loyalty is the truth to uh, Jesus Christ and the word of God. And Paul did that. He said, listen, hey, I appreciate Peter and James and John giving us that right hand of fellowship. I appreciate them feeding us good meals in Jerusalem. Amen. But just because they've been nice to me, doesn't mean I'm going to let them get away with this. Because listen, if they didn't do this against me, if they'd have done it against me, you know, maybe I could have a little grace, but they did this against the word of God. And it's going to uh, affect our weak believers and other believers in this area if the word gets out. So I got to take a strong stance because it was against the word of God. Our first loyalty is the truth. These were leading men in the church. So again, don't think uh, uh, that I or you could never do something, amen, and react the wrong way. But they didn't line up with the word of God, amen. And it's amazing that it was Peter because he is the one that God showed that all were equal and God sent him to Cornelius and he even had to take a stand for it. Uh, we'll talk about that next time. We'll end there. But what's amazing is that as we see this next time, that it was Peter that did this, that he's the one that didn't want them to be seen with the Gentiles when he's the one that God first sent to the Gentiles over there with Cornelius. And they and the Jews confronted him about going to Gentiles and he had to take a, take a stand about going to the Gentiles. And then he turns around and does this. We'll look at that next time. Let's pray.